Welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. My name is Jeffrey Morse, and this is episode 64, which of course means we're talking about everyone's favorite 64-bit console. You know what that console is, Nathan? The Sega Genesis! (laughs) You're missing a couple bits there. Uh, But we're going to be talking about that to end our show today, the N64, of course. We have a lot of memories growing up with that console. Thought this would be a good opportunity to uh, just share and talk about that. Uh, we'll also be talking about SteamWorld Dig 2, which is an amazing game, which I have a lot to say about. I know some of the other guys on the show here do as well. But uh, let me introduce our uh, members of our show today. Of course, we have the Honorable Nathan Wagner. Woo! I am here. <laughs> the beard toting Rob Douglas. What up, Lumberjack? <laughs> and a very special guest this week, for the first time ever joining us on the show, good friend of the show here, Jeff Brown. Hey, how's it going? So Jeff um, is kind of a friend of mine. We met a while ago. I feel like it's been like at least five or six years now. About five years. We've known each other for a while. We kind of met through Twitter initially and then just kind of got to know each other through sports and video games. And uh, uh, the reason we're having Jeff on the show here today is because he has not only really cool insight on video games, uh, he has a really cool background in gaming, but uh, he's also been playing SteamWorld Dig 2 a lot. I know he loved the 64. We've just been meaning to have you on the show for a while, so... Um, it's, it's good to have you. I know you've done some podcasts before with uh, some basketball stuff. So, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about like your ba- or gaming background? Like, what did what did you kind of grow up playing, and what kind of genres are your favorite and stuff like that? Just so the listeners kind of get to know you a bit. Yeah, so I've just been a huge Nintendo fan uh, growing up my whole life, and uh, you know, started with the original Nintendo and Super Nintendo, of course. And um, as far as games go. Like RPGs and like platformers are a big one for me as well. So like Mario, Mario, and all those kinds. Of yeah, things. representing that Mario platformer <laughs> love. I'm not the only one who's obsessed <laughs> with Mario here now. Um, but yeah, so definitely RPGs. I really, I think all, pretty much all genres are stuff I like, which is kind of is good in that there's a lot of choices, but bad because it hurts the wallet. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh yeah. I that backlog imagine. though. Yeah, the backlog is insane so um i, but I yeah. feel the pain yeah <laughs> so but yeah um but just been playing games my entire life and uh really even as a young age i really wanted to uh grow up and get into the game industry um and fortunately i was able to do that starting in 2007 um, got a testing job over at Nintendo as a contract worker. So, like, your first job was at Nintendo? Uh, well, first in the industry. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I had worked That's a lot. That's a great place to break into, though. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. Was it, was it cool working there? Was it, like, everything you imagined? Or? Um, there's there's a lot of good and bads, and it's also, it's been a decade since I've been there. So, yeah, so been a while. it has been a while, and I think they've, so, like, for instance, um, as far as the bad stuff, they, like back then, like you didn't have internet access or anything like oh, that, wow. and so they really kind of it was a very tight ship. You had to connect your phone through the Nintendo Wi-Fi USB adapter. <laughs> 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 so, um, but no, you know, as growing up a Nintendo fan, to just be there and, and yeah. work there was, you know, an incredible experience and a great learning experience as well, just to kind of learn the ins and outs of kind of game development and and testing and stuff like that and. Um, so, you know, I got to do a lot of cool stuff. I, my very first project I worked on was um, Mario Strikers Charged for the Wii. Oh, dude, I, I have Ooh. such a special spot in my heart for that game. <laughs> I was number two in the world at one point in that game. Oh, nice. No joke. Yeah, um, yeah and it, God, I want the third one. I've, yeah. I've, 
it's, Switch is the time. Like, yeah. Mario's big. Everyone's playing the Switch. We love sports games now. Like, they're bigger than ever. We don't have a lot of arcade sports games anymore. I think that'd be awesome. To get we need something one. to compete with the FIFA. Yeah, for sure. Something. You can't make another, like, FIFA-type game. Like, it has to be something different. It's got to so be good. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're solid mechanically. They had really cool, like, different special abilities and the zaniest of the Mario Kart items and abilities and stuff, too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I spent a year there. So I worked on a lot of cool stuff overall. Um, that was one of the big difference uh, with Nintendo. It's more short term. So like sometimes mm. you're on a project for only like a month. Um, I think the longest project I was on was Smash Brothers Brawl, and I think that was like three and a half months. Oh, wow. um, and so yeah, you jump around a lot. So like I was on Smash Brothers Brawl. I was on Metroid Prime Three, Metroid Prime Trilogy. Um, Professor Layton, the very first one, nice. Super Paper Mario. Um, so there's a lot of really wow. cool stuff. Yeah, it was. I think by the time oh, Advance Wars, um, the the darker DS. one. It wasn't the DS. It, well, it was on DS, but it was Days Maybe. of Ruin. Oh, Days, Days of okay. Ruin, the dark. Ooh. Yeah, like the more okay, yeah. dual strike. Yes. Okay. Um, so I worked on that. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, so just that kind of experience, and then. So I've been working now in the industry for 10 years, um, eight of those years specifically on video games and at different places like Microsoft, uh, 343 Industries, Big Fish, uh, Signal Studios, and stuff like that. Um, oh, and Warner Brothers. And so that was Warner really, Brothers. yeah, Warner Brothers was super fun. It was a great place to work at. Uh, much more, I talked about how like strict kind of Nintendo was. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers was like the complete opposite. You had people like, <laughs> like you had people like on YouTube and Hulu and you know while they're wow. working and stuff like that. So much more laid back. Um, but got to work on Lego Rock Band. Um, and oh, then nice. when I went back a second year, uh, got to work on Batman Arkham City. Oh, that is a great oh. game. So, we worked on some really good. That games. is like these are games that I think most people have heard of and they're pretty critically acclaimed. That's kind of cool to say you kind of had a part in that. Yeah, I mean it's so and to have like. So Nintendo doesn't put their contract testers in the credits. Oh, okay. Um, but like a lot of other places will. So like I'm in the credits of uh, Gears of War two, Gears of War three, nice. Batman Arkham City, Lego Rock Band. Very um, cool. So a lot of really kind of big name to Halo four. Uh, so yeah, so just nice. a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah. So, so which one was your favorite to work on? Uh, <laughs> favorite? Uh, it's a good. Um, I think Gears two. And it's it's a little bit twofold. I think it's that and then Lego Rock Band because those, both of those were like I was much younger then, and it was just a, just an amazing kind of learning experience. I was learning a ton, and also really built a strong um, camaraderie with other people that nice. I have not like I'm still friends with them. You know, seven years later, eight years later now. That's the best. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And so that's building awesome. some really strong friendships, but like. Yeah, doing working on horde mode for Gears Two. Yeah, was just, that like, was like amazing. The start oh, so of really fun. all the survival modes that have come since then, and I mean, even Nintendo's doing it in Splatoon. You know, you got Salmon Run, which is based off. Yeah, we've horde had a lot of Gears we've had too. a ton of fun with that too. Yeah, the three yeah. of us. Uh, um, I know I've all played Salmon Run, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think that's interesting that you mentioned Halo Four. That's really cool. I, I know one of the, my favorite Halo games is Halo 3. And the reason I say that is because Halo 3 has kind of had its 10-year anniversary. It's been a decade since Halo 3 comes out, which I don't know about you, it makes me feel super old now. <laughs> that was, it was my senior of high school, I believe, is when it... Yeah. No, not my no, senior no, no, no. year. I was, I was like... Sophomore year? I don't know. I was in high school yeah. when that game came out. And I actually have a funny story to that game because I, I look back at the game now and I'm like, oh, I loved it. I, I don't know. I played like 10,000 know, multiplayer matches online. Like I played it so 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 much 
Uh, but the first week in, that I got that game, I uh, only had beaten like halfway through the campaign. Like I was very take my time. I was playing through on very hard difficulty with my brother, and then. I broke my finger in a football game in high no, school. No, no. So I had this awkward cast over my right hand. So like, I'm like, I have to play Halo 3 though. Like I can't just not play it. So like, I like switched the controls around to some custom one where I was like able to kind of play with only using like, like the claw. Or yeah, something. like a weird claw with one finger and like a splint. And it was not fun at all, but I'm like, I must play Halo 3. Like, uh, so I just thought we could just share real quickly, you know, some of our uh, favorite memories with Halo 3 or just the Halo series in general. Um, I know most of us have played lots of Halo yeah. uh, growing up. That's anyone... hilarious. I know uh, for me, I uh, when Halo 3 came out, I didn't have an Xbox 360. I had a Wii, and I had an original Xbox. And the um, But I had a really good friend who had a 360. And he, I think he texted me. He's like, dude, Halo 3 is coming out tomorrow. I'm getting it at midnight. You're going to come over, or I'm getting at, you're going to come over. We're going to play through the entire campaign tomorrow night. And it's going to be awesome. I'm like, Okay, that sounds awesome. So uh, we picked it up. I think we started around 5. Like, it was after school or whatever. We started around 5, somewhere around there. And we finished at, like, 7 o'clock the next morning or something oh like that. Played through the 12-hour marathon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was such a fun... Like, it's one of my all-time favorite gaming memories. Not only yeah. because it was just the conclusion of a crazy trilogy. And, you know, everyone had been waiting so long because mm-hmm. Halo 2 cut off. Like, that such cliffhanger. A teaser. teaser. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... So that was just a ton of fun. And then obviously the multiplayer. Um, I'm still partial to Halo 2 overall, but Halo 3 <laughs> had really great multiplayer. So. Yeah, introduced the Forge mode, which was really fun. Yep. Be able to kind of play custom maps and design your own for the first time. And that yeah. was the game that really got me into Xbox Live. I didn't play on- online games other than, you know, a couple Mario Kart DS matches <laughs> when I was at a hot spot. Um, and, I, you know, I, I didn't end up wanting to buy Halo 3. I mean, I wanted it, but, like, I went to the midnight launch with a friend just for fun, and I'm like, what the heck, I'm going to buy it, I'm here. <laughs> so I bought it. There's a you know, huge line and everything, and then after I beat the campaign, I'm just sitting there like, well, I can't do anything now. Like, I mean, I could play the campaign, which I did, but I'm like, I need to, I need online. And so I signed up for a free trial, and then I just had Xbox Live for, you know, four years after that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And... I- uh, Rob, I don't think something? I had nearly as much experience with Halo 3. I remember playing through the campaign on Legendary, obviously, because mm-hmm. y- you couldn't play through Halo on just an easy difficulty. You had to push yourself. <laughs> I played and moderate. Break your 360 and... controllers. I had many 360 drawers that I busted joy sticks, probably because <laughs> yeah. of Halo 3. Yeah. I just I just remember like my brothers and I would play through the, the campaigns on Halo, and I remember my older brother and I, we would always play legendary and we'd always see like how long we could go before we died and then typically what would happen after you died once or twice at a really frustrating part is then you would kill your brother <laughs> and he would kill you to start and then you would just like killing. it just goes downhill from there and i just <laughs> i mean all the halo games were great with that one you know the yeah. i shoved my friend off of the bridge in halo 2 several mm-hmm. like 20 times because he kept spawning right off the bridge yeah well i think that game too just had so many people rallied around us the community behind that game like yeah. that's when online gaming was getting big and the, the 360 you know was selling really well and so i remember at one point i was playing this huge custom like forge map with like 10 10 of my friends from high school and we just were all there like running around in warthogs doing capture the flag and it was just kind of a really that was my first time really playing an online game with that many people and friends i knew kind of in real life so that was 
that was really cool. But um, yeah, and also um, Halo 3, Halo ODST, Halo 1 Anniversary, and Halo 4, all those 360 um, Halo games are all Xbox One backwards compatible now. So if you have those old discs lying around, you have an Xbox One, you can pop them in there, and uh, those games now play on your Xbox One. So I think that's cool. Microsoft's still you know, supporting new titles for backwards compatible. I'd, I'd love Sony to do that. I, I would love it. I'd love to pack away my <laughs> PS3. Dreamer. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, just real quick, I know for Halo 3, like, I wasn't um, super into Xbox, like, when the original came out, mm -hmm. um, and I was actually working at Nintendo when Halo 3 came out, and I remember, like, so many people no-showed that day <laughs> for the launch of Halo 3, that and I was funny. like, I don't think they're sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's an epidemic in Nintendo. <laughs> but yeah, so that stands that out to funny. me, and... Um, the commercial, I actually retweeted it. They posted it, the, the commercial. Yeah, the Believe we, commercial with yeah. the little figures and yes. stuff. Yes, and um, which was super cool. And I remember, like, even though I wasn't into Halo back then, like, just seeing that commercial, I was like, man, that's that's pretty epic. Yeah. Like, I want to go to war now in this game, you know. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so those definitely stood out. I ended up going back and playing through all the Halo campaigns. Um, I think this was before I was on started working on Halo 4, okay. um, but we, me and my old roommate, Sela, we just went back and played nice. through, yeah, all, I guess, four of them or five of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> AST and Reach and all those. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, well, our next piece of news here, uh, there's a Super Mario Run update. Remember that game, Super Mario Run, came out early in the year, and Nintendo pretty much hasn't really said, supported it, or done any updates or discounts since then, but uh, there's a free update coming this Friday. And they're making the game literally unplayable because they're adding Daisy as a playable character. <laughs> you know me, I hate Daisy. I don't know why. They're... Give me Waluigi. Give me, give me Wario. Like, give me someone other than Daisy. Come on. I've been holding out for Daisy. So now I can finally <laughs> buy the game and enjoy it fully. Oh, goodness. I was going to say, Nathan's favorite character is Daisy, so. Yeah. Well, at least it is a new character because, like, the last... I guess they did one kind of technical... Technically, they did one update earlier this year, mm -hmm. and they added, like, basically a baby mode that, like, made it... You beat levels even if you were terrible. And then they added nice. in, like, three different colors of Yoshis that you could play, but it's, like, it's still Yoshi. I just assumed really... baby mode was baby Mario. <laughs> I'm, like, I'll, be, I'll be down for baby <laughs> Mario mode. Like, you get the little cape and just run crazy. Uh, but yeah, so they're adding Daisy. Uh, there's going to be new levels. There's going to be new collectibles. Yes, the collectibles. I love collectibles. Uh, and then you're going to be able to play your own music during the game, which sounds like a very random feature. It's like most apps that I have, I can play my own, you know, iTunes music, whatever, fine. But if you play your own music while you have the game in, it'll give Mario or your character a little pair of Nintendo headphones. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's just awesome. got that, one of those cool little Nintendo touches to detail. So, like, if you can play your favorite Aerosmith song and Mario will be listening to it with his headphones as you play the game. I feel like that's, that's like a fake April Fool's news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An actual like, really? thing Nintendo's putting in the game, so... Um, that, that, I thought that was just kind of funny and worth mentioning. And um, when that update comes out, I think it'll be on sale for five bucks um, for a week. So if you waited, you didn't pick up Mario Run, you're interested at all, uh, this is the only time it's ever gone on sale and probably will. I don't think they'll probably go on sale again after this. I don't think it would go cheaper than five. I don't either. think it would go cheaper than five. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's half the price. Five yeah. is five is the jumping in point. Um, if you're thinking about getting it, definitely check it out. Um, I might have to buy that. Yo, you yeah. haven't played it. Get on it. I, I played the, like, the initial the demo, demo or whatever, yeah. and then that was it. Yep. Yeah, I, then... I like Mario Run a lot. I don't play it anymore because it requires internet connection. So, like, on times where I would want to play it with my phone, I can't. So, that is a bummer. You still require an internet connection, always online to play it. But I loved it. All the levels were 
pretty unique. They have a lot of replay value. The they make some endless runner type levels for the Toad Rally, and then there's 15 different collectibles that you have to collect on three different playthroughs on each level. And so I had fun collecting all those, and I'm excited they're putting some new levels and stuff in for free. So um, yeah, so Nathan, you had uh, another news story here about a little company named Rockstar that oh, yeah. so Rockstar makes games every once in a while, out, apparently. Um, they're teasing a Red Dead 2 announcement for this Friday, I believe. It's either Thursday or Thursday. Friday. Thursday, thank you, Rob. Thursday. Um, for this Thursday, they're going to be talking more about the game. Pretty much all we know is they uh, released that kind of, what would you call it, trailer? I, did they put a trailer out? I didn't yeah, see well, the, it was, the one it was yeah, like right before this when they announced the Switch. Like last oh, month. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of yeah. like a reveal trailer. Yeah, kind of like just a reveal trailer. Just kind of shows the environments, yeah. Yeah, more like a teaser, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's all we've seen. So this is almost a year yeah. later. Um, well, originally, it was supposed to come out this fall. That's... It is delayed now, yeah. yeah so. It's delayed this spring. Yeah. So the question is, will it still release in the spring, or is it going to get delayed again? Because we haven't seen anything yet. Obviously, we'll see something probably Thursday. But do you guys think this game's actually coming out in the spring? <laughs> like. Oh yeah. Rob says yes. Rob says okay. Yes. I think it might get delayed again. <laughs> I, really I would not be it. surprised at all if, if Joe is right and it gets delayed because. You know, with how much money Grand Theft Auto Five is making, I'm sure they want to take as much time as possible and make this game just completely polished and really great. And I could totally see them delaying it again till like, yeah, I think they a year from now. I think they just did a new GTA Five expansion. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're, they're just to make like, it so much money, they're like, we can just put out when it's ready. Like, we're not in a ca- like, we don't have a lack of cash. It's constantly here. in the top ten selling. Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, like every top three or four like, seller every month. Every month, it's been out for years. Crazy. And GTA Five when it originally launched i think it launched in september so i think a time uh-huh. window like that would make sense yeah so. like maybe a late summer release or something like yeah. that early yeah. fall we'll um, so yeah we'll, we'll see so stay tuned i'm sure we'll probably uh post a tweet about that when that happens as always you can follow us on twitter at hey listen underscore games um jeff your twitter is at jome 20 correct that is correct all right so you can find jeff on there at jome 20 and just kind of for the rest of the show we'll kind of if we are talking to Jeff Brown here, we'll just kind of reference the message Joe, so we don't get confused between the two Jeffs on the show. We don't want to confuse you guys. It was um, confusing me. Or just confuse you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, just two other quick news stories here. Um, I wanted to just mention that Fire Emblem Warriors is coming out soon. It's coming out in a couple of weeks now. And it's coming for 3DS and the Switch. And they just announced that this game is coming with a season pass, which we're like, okay, whatever, it's a season pass, comes with some characters, yada, yada, yada. If you get this season pass, you pre-order by the whole pass, not just in packs, you get waifu DLC. What do I mean by this? What is waifu DLC? They are literally embracing the anime waifu community that when a community of an anime show or game like loves a character, like there's just fan art goes crazy and they draw like their favorite characters in like, you know, dresses and other things like that. And they're literally giving you Lucina, who's like, you know, a BA warrior who's supposed to be like Marth from Fire Emblem Awakening. And they're giving you Bride Lucina. It's literally just Lucina in a giant wedding dress. Is you it? can play as wedding dress Lucina. Like they're embracing the saying, Oh, you want season best? We'll give you your waifu in a dress. You can marry Lucina. So I, I was just cringing. DLC? No, that's what I call it. Oh, okay. It's a season pass, and it's like you get 
wedding bride Lucina, and you know the internet starts freaking out. They're like, I have to have this. So, do any of you guys play uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, the mobile game? I do. I got really into it there this year. I don't so, play it regularly anymore, but so like they've gone, they've done updates on that, and they yeah. had like um, basically the characters in bikinis and like beach outfits. Yeah, and stuff like, like they that. call them like beach or summer. summer yeah, like summer. Oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Summer like they're totally. And they're just like, Nintendo's totally embracing like. Yeah, Fire Emblem, we're totally just going to kind of market this ridiculous sexual side of, like, it's these the, characters. It's the men, too. Like, the men are all in, like, six-pack and, like, you know, tight <laughs> oh, swim God. trunks and stuff. So, yeah, like, I, I mean, I haven't played a ton of Fire Emblem games, so I can't say if the series has always been like that, but I feel like in the last year or two, especially with Fire Emblem Heroes, like, they've kind of started just putting these interesting costumes and character designs in, which is interesting to see Nintendo do. I mean, first we had... King buff King DDD in the last uh, <laughs> Kirby trailer. We had Mario's nipples. Like <laughs> Nintendo's embracing this uh, new era of gaming. I well, think. I think they kind of just know their audience, and obviously their audience has gotten really into these kind of different skins and costumes and stuff like that. And so they're like, when their audience the isn't twelve year olds anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, their audience so. is more like the late twenties, early thirties. Well, and they're not group. really marketing Fire Emblem as a game for kids. I don't think because yeah. Yeah, it is no. a super it's deep, hard very technical, yeah, tactics heavy game. So, anyways, thought thought I would mention. I thought it was hilarious or cringy, however you want to look Who's, at it. Is anyone planning on picking up Fire Emblem Warriors? I'm not planning on picking up. I I got Howard Warriors really, really late. Like it was only twenty, thirty bucks for okay. Wii U. And I enjoyed it for what it was, but I'm like. If this wasn't Zelda, if it was just Dynasty Warriors or pretty much anything else that's not a Nintendo franchise I really care about, I'm not interested. And Fire Emblem, I'm not that invested into. I was yeah. shocked at how much time I put into Hyrule Warriors. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I I might have put over 200 hours into that wow. game. Oh, my and goodness. Oh, wow. There's a ton of content. It, yeah, the content. Like, and that's the crazy thing is I'm not even, I don't even think I went through half of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, just there's so many characters they added. Because they added, mm-hmm. they they added, added like, a season pass. Yeah, they, DLC, yeah. Um, and so, but I know a big selling point for me on that one was that you had couch co-op, mm, yeah. um, so you could have one person play on the Wii U screen and then the yeah, other yeah. on the TV. that was really cool. Um, and they are going to do co-op as well, but it'll be a split, split screen. screen. Yeah. Well, it's good to still uh, have the co-op at least. Yeah, and so I am getting it. Um, I don't know if I'll necessarily play it as much because at the time I was living with my cousin and she was more of a hardcore gamer as well. Uh, so and so we played local it. Game. Yeah, we just had it and we would play it a ton. We're not living together anymore, so I don't know if I'll necessarily be playing it crazy, gotcha. but I did end up pre-ordering the special edition. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let us know on Twitter uh, for the Fire Emblem Bride Lucina costume. Yay or nay? Do you think it's a good idea or not? Um, so our last news story... Nathan, I, I saw you wanted to mention this one on the show. Got a new indie game coming to the Switch. A new indie game. Not a new indie game. It's well, been out before. But yes. uh, the game yeah, Inside, like which is, now. you know, released last summer, I believe. Critical. Very, play, very highly acclaimed. Made a lot of tens. Oh, yeah. Who made Limbo and stuff like that. Um, that game just got announced that it's going to be coming to the Switch. Um, should be out. I don't think they gave a timeline for when it's going to be coming, but they're porting it to the Switch. Sure, a couple months or um, something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably in a couple months. Um, that's super exciting for me. I didn't... I... Has anyone here I played Limbo? I didn't before? play Inside. I love yeah. Limbo. I okay. played Limbo, but I didn't beat it. Okay, so I think we've all played Limbo. Has anyone played Inside? I have not, but I heard it's not even yet. better than. Well, I think we're all six day. We're all interested in yeah. Inside. Maybe we yeah. didn't get to yeah. it. So yeah, I think I just go. I would more likely to pick it up on my Switch than I would on my yeah. PS4, and so um, that is one you it's know a puzzle I'll have to platformer keep an eye on. 
like a yeah good it's one super interesting yeah. concept so it's like a visual storytelling game too like it has, yeah it's like i think it would be cool really story. good on the switch because that's a i mean it's a great indie game to have on the switch so that's cool that that is actually going to that platform yeah but uh yeah let us know are you excited to play inside on the switch or uh not so we're gonna move into our main segment for today um or one of our main segments we're gonna start talking about steam world dig 2 um this is the um Sequel to the original SteamWorld Dig came out, I believe, in 2013? Yes. Uh, originally lost on the 3DS, been on everything since then. Uh, Imageform, the developer, uh, they're from Sweden. We got a chance to meet him at the PAX, uh, Ninny's at Night event, uh, a couple weeks ago. And super nice guys. Yeah, they're super nice. They're hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> so friendly. So uh, we talked a little bit about that a couple weeks ago, um, and we were able to actually get a review copy of the game. So uh, thank you to our friends over there at Image Forum. And Jeff, I know you were able to play it early as well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we thought we would just kind of break down our impressions. Um, I've played about a solid seven, eight hours in the game. Jeff, I know you actually, or Joe, I know you actually beat the game. Um, and so overall, I thought the biggest thing I noticed, because I played the original one a lot, um, was they really, you could, something that the developers told us when we talked to them at PAX said that, you know, back then we didn't have level designers. We've hired, hired a whole team of level designers to really make the levels more interesting and more engaging, more like it's something you would expect in like Super Metroid, you know, mm. where there's those finely crafted levels and areas. And that is something I definitely noticed that, you know, you're not just digging down, down, down until you get to the bottom anymore. Like in the original Steam World, you are going down, but there's tons of different mines and areas. And so you're in one area, some part you're gonna have to go above the ground and travel to a new area, then go down into like a lava area. There's different themed mind areas, and so it's almost kind of like Super Metroid, where like, you know, you start off in Brinstar, I think it sure, is, yeah. and then you go over to the Norfair, Norfair, yeah, the lava <laughs> one, and I don't remember the name of the other ones, but there's all those different areas with different music and, and, they have, like, colors, the and, and stuff. yeah, one has a lot of water, one has a lot of fire and stuff. So I really noticed that you really, you know, you're going side to side, you're finding there's a lot more secrets hidden in the world, and the world looks different. It's not just down, down, down in dirt till you get to the bottom. <laughs> so that was one thing I really loved at first. What about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, no, this game is fantastic. Um, the I think the um, different items and abilities that you get, um, this this was something that you, they did, had in the first one as well, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's, it's, it's a lot, lot amplified more, a lot, lot more amplified like it's doing what a sequel should right it's taking yeah. something that was a cool idea in the original cool and just kind of and, yeah. taking that concept and expanding it so like it's almost almost like a light rpg elements for your upgrades now um, right well the first one you were pretty much just upgrading you know a few tools now you're getting totally new abilities and upgrades and tools and yeah, and um, they have this... Uh, it's a lot more expansive. The COG mod system, because I don't think that was part yeah, of the original. Yeah, that was not in the original. And so that, that allows you to, like, respec your character in a bunch of different ways, and it's really cool because um, you can do it... Uh, you can set certain things. You collect these COG pieces through all the caves and stuff that you're exploring. Think and... of them like spirit orbs from, like, uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you, know, you okay. complete cave challenges, usually get at least one COG at the end. Yes. And, um, and there, there's yeah, 100 you... in the total game, I believe. I think so, yeah. I definitely didn't get them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a ton in um, down there. But yeah, so you get these, and they can uh, change different like things. So one of them, um, one ability that you can unlock will uh, limit your damage if you fall into lava or fall into acid. So like there's certain, um, like Jeff was talking about, there's certain uh, mines that you explore in the game that like are filled with lava or they're filled with acid where others aren't. So like when you're specifically going to those ones, you go up to the workshop um, in your main hub town mm -hmm. and and then set that 
specifically. Like you can turn it on and then say you're not in that area, you're like, okay, well now I'm gonna remove this because yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm in like the normal area. I don't need anything to protect me from lava. And then you can set it to like, hey, I'm gonna put it on my body armor. Now enemies that walk into me actually get hurt because it's like it's like a spiked body armor. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you don't yeah. see it, but mm-hmm. it doesn't like change the character's image. But it, uh, you know, it's a an asset or a feature that you can add. Um, so things like that. It's, it, there's a lot of customization. I, I mm-hmm. was consistently going in and like, okay, what is, you know, what's going to benefit yeah. me for my playthrough right now? Or like this um, mod was really helpful earlier, but now I don't really need that one anymore. Right. So I'm going like, to use ver- it for something else. Like I think the very first one you get is like plus five experience killing with your uh, pickaxe. Yes. <laughs> right. So it's like that's great early on, but like later on, you're like, I I need that cog for something that's way more valuable. Yeah. Than exactly. That. Um, so it is. I think they did a fantastic job with that. Um, and then, yeah, we were just talking about, like, the, the different abilities that you have. I think, you know, you did a video with the pressure bomb and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love the jackhammer. The jackhammer's awesome. It's just really just dig <laughs> it's down It's basically a robot arm that goes, like, super quickly and can break through rocks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and, it, it, like, it breaks through stuff that your normal pickaxe can't break through. Um, so that's really cool. And just, like, in general, I was super impressed with, like, every aspect of the game. Like, you're talking about the level design was better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the art is some of the best 2D art I think I've yeah. seen in Gorgeous any Gorgeous pixel art. Yeah, it's, it's just fantastic. And um, and I know you were talking about the music, Jeff, as well. Where yeah, I, the soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. When I first went to the main hub world, I was just like, oh, man, this song, is so, it's like this crazy hip-hop, but it's kind of western-y. And, yeah, very western. Um, there's definitely a lot more different themes than the original one. Uh, I think the soundtrack is over 20 songs. Um, we'll be playing a little little bit at the end of the show here today. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just a solid game. Like Even though it's an indie game, it's made by this small team from Sweden. Like It feels like a very polished, almost AAA game. Like, And I think it's fair to say, like at least for me personally, this is, I think, the best single-player game on the switch that's not named zelda breath of the wild like <laughs> i haven't played mario vs rabbids like i can't you know speak for that game but uh, i think this game is a super super solid single player game and it's you know 1999 it's not as expensive as a full retail game yeah no it's totally worth that like mm-hmm. i got a free review copy for steam and i enjoyed the game so much i bought it on switch as well you know just because yeah. i feel like it's that good of a and game if you're interested in the switch version like it runs really well on the switch so there's no i haven't had any issues docked or or, you know, like, it's worked great from day one. And I noticed they already put a patch up, but I'm like, what was that for? Like, <laughs> I didn't see any bugs or anything. And the, uh, the uh, just you know, one last thing on the Switch, the Rumble is really good, too. The HD oh, yeah, Rumble, HD Rumble. Uh, is definitely good on that game. Cool. And it's out Jim, on you said, now as you well. said you had it yes. on both Steam and on the Switch? Yeah, so I uh, I got a review code for Steam, um, and then I just decided to go ahead and buy it on Switch, just to, mm. partly to support the developer, but also you know because I think it's a really good game and to have it on handheld. Yeah, have it have it handheld. I thought yeah, was cool. Yeah, how does it compare? Like you know, talking like which one do you prefer? Or what are there any differences, or do there seem to be any differences? You know, so uh, I mean, to be fair, my my experience on the Switch one is still pretty limited. So I put mm-hmm. like over ten hours into the Steam version. Um, I also don't have like the highest end PC, so like I don't like it ran pretty good. I think there was like only maybe one moment of slowdown, but that might have just been the fact that my PC is not you know super brand yeah. new high end computer. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but yeah. Otherwise, just from my experience, I, I did. Uh, do the demo at the Nindies night in Seattle. Yeah, so you have played it on um, Switch. And so I played it on Switch there, and then I, I basically kind of played through that same demo level, which is like the intro mine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. on, you know, and, and yeah, it's it runs great on both. I mean, I think the 
the bonus to having it on Switch is going to be, you know, being able to take it anywhere you want and the HD rumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two that kind of set it. And no, it's nice for me too because I, I use sleep mode a lot for my Switch. So like I'll be playing it. You know, I have a, I have a three month year old. So like you know, baby starts crying something, I can just pop into sleep mode, go deal with it. You know, do some other stuff, then come back later in the night. Oh, just pick right back up where you want. You know, that's the beauty of the Switch. <laughs> well, I think yeah. And, and speaking right of that, like um, for me with like I've started writing some game reviews as well recently and um, being able to have the portable is super handy because like work a full-time job but then mm-hmm. being able like when I reviewed I Am Setsuna uh, you know that's obviously a longer RPG game and um, you know that's it was very handy to be able to have that with me mm-hmm. and, and and to do it at like lunch breaks at work Yeah. Um, and that was kind of while I was reviewing the Steam copy I was kind of like oh, I wish this, I did have this on Switch because I could <laughs> you know I could have beat it and like had take it, it wherever you want yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly um, but yeah definitely an interesting game you know it's mostly platforming but you're also doing some digging and just lots of exploration the game really you know wants you to explore so you know you can't just go to the objectives and just dig straight line but you're going to be like passing oh look there's probably a secret there oh look there's gems there there's all these other things so like me when i was playing i'm like okay i'm going to collect every single cool thing i'm going to explore every wall so i'm really kind of taking my time making try to get as many secrets and you there's over like 20 or 30 different caves that have like cool challenges which be platforming challenges sometimes there'll be puzzles you need to solve um and so there's there's really cool kind of slower parts with the cave challenges as, as well and those will work at you yeah, and mods. and each cave has a hidden uh, treasure. Yeah, um, and it's so like a secondary objective, right? And so it's like, and um, they do a really good job with the UI because they'll check it off on the map. So if you go into a cave and you didn't collect everything, it won't have the check mark on it. Um, so then that so way, you that know, way you don't have to go back and like, did I get everything? Right? Or not? It's so no, nice. it's super. Yeah, it's super handy. And like, I beat the game a little uh, about ten hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was only at like 50% or like just under 50% of the actual wow. collectibles. Um, so there's still some there. So there's Beautiful. a lot to go back. Um, and they actually mentioned, I don't think it's been uh, said what it is, but uh, they said that if you get 100%, there actually oh, yeah. will be more content. Yeah, there's so, a like, something bonus chunk of content. Yeah. They yeah. Said. So there's a significant chunk of gameplay <laughs> after you get 100%. So. So I don't know what really it is. 100%. I'm playing 100% in this game at some point, so yeah. I'm excited to see what that is. But. It, it gets the collectible, like, uh, uh, what is it called? Collectible mania inside of me, like, going. Mm-hmm. Whenever I pass a cave that I was before and I don't see the check mark, I'm like, there's something they haven't found. Well, oh, I'm going to go in and just go see if I can find it instead of, you know, doing what I was going to Some do. of the times you have to, you can't get them both at the same time. You have yeah. to get a special, like, so we were talking about, like, the abilities, like the jackhammer and stuff. And I don't know how much we want to necessarily spoil, but, um, so I won't go into any more with that there but are there's significant character upgrades that right. you unlock that you need that to kind of and, and exactly so you exactly. yeah you can backtrack and then you're Think like okay. metroid you know you unlock the grapple hook so you can swing over into new areas right. and stuff like that where it kind of unlocks a new zone exactly mm-hmm. so there, there's some backtracking um i didn't see an issue because the gameplay loop is so fun with mm-hmm. your constantly getting treasure and oh my back's full let me pop up to the surface real quick sell it and then you're like oh I, I got a new ability like i gotta go back down and you know try my new ability <laughs> yeah, so, yeah something that rpgs make are is frustrating to me usually is you know if i do commit to a, a character skill set or a skill tree and i'm you know spending my upgrade points a lot of times they don't let you really respect those right. things and so 
if let's say I just unlocked a new upgrade, it takes five cogs and I'm like, oh man, this upgrade looks so cool. I only have one cog. I can't use it, you know, until another hour of gameplay. I just go, wait, I'll just undo these other four ones and instantly unlock my new upgrade and try it out. So um, I thought that was really clever. I didn't even figure that out until halfway through the game. So once I discovered you could do that, I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, no, the only thing with that, and it, it totally makes sense because it's otherwise you might be a little too OP, is you you have to do it at El Machino or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's like a certain check. In the hub but world. you have to do it in the hub world. Um, so you can't like okay. get to the lava area, yeah, the lava mine, and, then, the and then turn it on and off yeah. and... And so, yeah, you have to kind of do it. You have to commit to it before you're like, all right, now I'm going to the mine. But you're, you're constantly um, going back to the city every, like, ten minutes or so because oh, yeah. you get new treasure, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go back up, and you heal when you go out instantly. Your light refills. Mm-hmm. I think in the original one, you had to pay money to heal yourself or to refill your lamp, and so you don't have to worry about that anymore. It just automatically refills when you go up to the top. So Yeah, I would go back to the village better. just to heal like, yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's there's tons of tricks points and stuff like that too where you can, yeah. yeah there's like fast travel points that you right there's yeah. a lot of that which is probably i guess even maybe a little bit better than a metroid because i think with metroid it's a little bit you have to really kind of backtrack a little bit more there's, whereas, there's not as many fast travel points like, right there's and one so, or two save rooms per big area yeah traffic. and so in this one um like nathan was saying they have a lot of these fast travel checkpoints throughout the game um which definitely helps make the backtracking less like yes. cumbersome or you can jump back to where you were you don't have to fall all the way down to the yeah. bottom 10 minutes later all these features sound amazing because it makes me think you know the developers actually playing games they know what yeah. makes people happy when they play games yeah what frustrates people and it's like yeah. i want to have to do this again well so. the gameplay loop is so addictive because you're getting those resources like i said and you want to go back in or sometimes what usually happens to me is i'm exploring and, you know, my bag is full of things. I've upgraded my bag to carry eight gems, but I've picked up that many. And then I'm like, oh, I found a new gem. Sweet. And I found, like, three new gems. And it's like, oh, can't pick up. Oh, can't pick up. And yeah. it's like, okay, let me go to the service. And then I get up there. I'm like, well, I have to go back down now. If I quit now, I'm going to forget those are there. And so <laughs> I go all the way back down and then go pick them up. And then I just keep playing. So it's just that kind of that one more time down into the mine, one more time. And it's a very kind of addictive and fun like loop of, of gameplay there. it is but and awesome. they they do Little a great results. job of they do a great job of rewarding the player as far as like you continue to get stronger and stronger so that just adds to the incentive of mm-hmm. yeah hey i want to keep going and like i want to just get this more yeah. ore and then because you can level up your different things like the jackhammer like the pressure bomb uh to make them stronger yeah. and better and even there's a lot of optional upgrades that, like make your pickaxe stronger and stuff that you can actually disable them if you want to so you can make the game more challenging oh, for yourself if you mm-hmm. want so I've kind of gotten to that point almost where I'm kind of like, I'm not really dying anymore. Like, so if I wanted to, I could totally, you know, take off a couple things to make the game more challenging. So you can make it as hard as you want, pretty much. Like, you can still beat most of the game without any of the upgrades. Like, it's just going to be tougher for you. So that is kind of a cool feature as well. But yeah, def- definitely check out the game. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It, I know I know it's selling pretty well on the Switch right now, and I think it's mm-hmm. definitely well deserved. It's, I mean. There's not a lot of sequels to indie games. Like, you know, usually a game, an indie dev is going to make a game an idea and they're going to move on to a new one. So it's kind of cool to see them kind of circle back around to SteamWorld Dig 2 here, you know, four years later and see it really improve on the original in pretty much every way. So. Yeah, and they're they're really kind of committed to this world because the they had world, Heist yeah. as they well. Steam they had SteamWorld Heist. Heist. And then, mm-hmm. I guess Which I just got. I haven't played it yet. I'll, oh, okay. I'll talk about it next week, but... Uh, I'm excited to try that one now. Yeah, they got me hooked on SteamWorld. <laughs> I know. I actually I want to go back, and I one of my big regrets was with the first one. I sadly didn't beat it because 
um, it was saved to my Wii U external hard drive, and mm. it was an older one, and it, it crapped out oh, on me. And so yeah. I was like probably 70% through the game. Um, so sadly, I never beat the original SteamWorld Dig. Um, after playing this one, I want to go back and do that now. Yeah, I will say this is... I don't feel like this is spoiler territory because the game came out in 2013. <laughs> There's only one boss at the end of SteamWorld Dig 1, and it was a pretty cool fight. It was a really cool encounter. I enjoyed it. But uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 starts off with a boss fight, and there's a few different boss fights throughout the game. And so they did add more than just one boss fight, which is kind of cool to see. And there's more characters. There's more writing in SteamWorld Dig 2. It's pretty funny. that There's a really cool collection of different like robot people in the town. I think the original had like three people in the town. Yeah, so it's really cool to see yeah, more of a character design, and there's really a lot more personality in Absolutely. the world and the characters, which makes it really cool to and explore. And you also have a little sidekick. Um, yeah, it's like and, a little Navi type character. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Except for they say more than "Hey, listen," which right. is the name of our show. <laughs> um, and then there's a lot of funny writing with that because they kind of there's. I mean, I'm not gonna say this is too much of a spoiler because it happens literally in the training, like the intro tutorial. Mm-hmm. But there's a part where he's like, "Hey, you're like next to a cliff," and he's like, "Hey, come a little bit closer," and he's like, "No, a little bit closer," <laughs> and then you like fall off the cliff and you die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just wanted to see what so, happened. It's like, oh, come on. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Any uh, before we move on, really quick, any like negative things or dings or anything like that? Because um, you guys have all been super positive. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could think is out? like if you don't like exploring and collecting a lot of things, yeah. it might not be as long of an experience for you. But like they make it so rewarding where that hasn't been an issue for me. Where I just want to explore every single corner of the map. There's tons of hidden areas and stuff like that. So. Um, you are going to kind of go back through areas again, but like you know, we said, there's going to be new upgrades and yeah. things everywhere you go. And so, honestly, at least at this point, I haven't finished the game yet. There's not not a ton to complain about. Um, I think it's you know, a game if you like platformers, you like Metroid, you like Castlevania, you like any type of exploration-based game. It's almost kind of like a 2D dig dug platformer version of Zelda, Breath of the Wild in a way. Like you're going around and things, doing things in your own pace. You can explore any area. Me and Jeff were talking about the game earlier and it was uh he was asking like oh did you go to this area i'm like oh no i'm in this other like, oh i haven't gone there yet. i'm in this other section so we're, we're at the same part of the game but oh, we're yeah, in two yeah. totally different areas and so um yeah. i know i just kind of turned a negative thing into a positive thing but <laughs> that, that's it's hard for me totally to talk fine. vegetably about totally this game fine. it's just, it's, just it's really solid so maybe next week i'll be able to tell you a little bit more based on what i think in the ending and stuff but yeah, um, it, it's pretty awesome. I think for me, uh, in my review, I actually did give it a perfect score. Um, I thought it was, you know, phenomenal overall, everything, the whole package. Um, the only real negative that I would say is the, um, especially early on, there's a little, there's the backtracking. You were talking about it where, like, hey, your uh, your bag fills up and you got to, because, you know, the ore is maxed out or whatever. You don't start with a lot of bag you don't, Yeah, so, so like, you and the, the lamp and the uh, ore at the very beginning, you're, like, you're going back to the, uh, the hub town a little bit more than you probably want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really kind of the only, but then, you know, pretty early into the game, you start upgrading those things and that becomes almost not, you know, yeah. a non-issue later on. So that was the only thing I docked it for, um, but I still gave it a five out of five. Yeah, cool. But Whenever that's so that's do. pretty stereotypical for a lot of games that are kind of like this. You start off pretty weak and level up and get yeah, better. Yeah, it gets, at these it gets better as you go along for sure. Yeah. And anytime. So you if just we wanted to um, a... to read that review, where would we find that? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so I, I started writing for the website is uh, gameskewer.com. So uh, skewer as in S K E W E R. 
And then, and then I'm going to put a bunch of steak on a skewer and eat it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Some so, SteamWorld steak. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so you can follow that. You can follow that on Twitter, at GameSkewer, um, or follow me at uh, at Jome Twenty. Yeah, I'm sure J-O-M-E they can find some links 20. if they just follow you on Twitter at Jome Twenty, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So definitely check we'll out the some of those links. We'll throw some of those links up on our Twitter later, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely check it out there as well. So um, last 15 minutes of our show here, we just wanted to talk about the Nintendo 64. Um, a lot of great memories. You know, this is the first main console that you know had four four players, uh, four controller uh, ports in it. Um, and so right here, right now, real quickly. We're gonna start off best four-player game on the Nintendo 64. Go. Uh, Golden Eye 007. <laughs> all right, Golden Eye 007. I knew Rob was gonna go there. Golden Eye 007. Well, okay. okay, but I I think about all the four-player experiences, and obviously there's the Mario Karts and the parties, and you know all, all the Mario type games and kind of the Nintendo stables. But the one game that I might go to whenever friends were over, whenever I was hanging out with people and we had a 64 nearby, we always had to do a round of 007. I mean, just <laughs> nice. no matter what. We might play, like, six hours of Mario Kart or, you know, Super Smash Bros., but we're going to play at least one round of 007. Doesn't matter what else we're doing, we're playing <laughs> 007. That's so awesome. go to best four-player game on the system. All right, Nathan. Awesome. Uh, I am gonna go. There's so many to choose from. I'm actually gonna go Mario Party Two Ooh, because I love. Is that the I love Smash Bros. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, the one who dress up in costumes, costumes and nice. stuff like that. Yep. I love Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, but the times where I've had kind of the most joy and laughed the most with friends and stuff <laughs> like that, because that game is so unbalanced. <laughs> so unbalanced that you can, like, you can get so mad at your friends because. Lost. Because, for example, like I'll play with Jeff a lot, and we used to play a lot in college, and we'd play, and somebody would be Wario, and they would get <laughs> oh, like to Wario. steal the star. You would get a pay boo to steal the star <laughs> from someone, and then people would get really upset about that, or someone would do really well in the mini games, and then still end up losing in the end. Because, a lot of arguing, yeah, a lot so, of complaining, a lot of threats issued, strangling with the controller cords. You know. That's Mario Party for you. Exactly. And so well, the, the original, you broke the joystick because the spin, you have massive blisters. Or you get, yeah, yes. a giant blister. You did it on the ground. Uh, there were so many, you know, those tricks. But so many of those mini games too, are just super, super fun, really well designed. Bumper Balls is like the best Mario Party game. Mario, Mario that's, I think it is on the new one. It is. It's in the 100. I was going to say, if it's not, there's, <laughs> there's something wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah got to bring back the Bumper Balls. I hated Bumper Balls so much and um, loved it at the same time. That is awesome. <laughs> Joan, what about you? Four-player game. This is so hard because I think the N64 is maybe the like peak for couch co-op yes there's so like so many fantastic multiplayer games and like i think i probably was around like 12 to 15 years old around the time the n64 Mm. was out and like it was you know just so many great memories of you know going over a friend's house and you know group of friends just playing um but I'll, i'll throw one out there that you guys probably wouldn't have listed um WWF No Mercy oh, nice. is, is yes. still is still the best wrestling game of all time. <laughs> That's what I've heard from all my friends who it like is, wrestling. It is so good. A lot of times they'll rate. Sometimes they rate WrestleMania 2000, which is predecessor, yeah. um, ahead of it. But that one didn't have like ladder match or special guest referee. Like No Mercy, hmm. best wrestling game of all time. Um, <laughs> and you're I a big wrestling fan too. I, I am a huge, uh, yeah, huge WWE wrestling so fan. You, I'm saying you're um, an authority on this subject matter. I, right I'm here. wearing a wrestling <laughs> shirt right now. Actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and it's it's such a good game. It was such a fun um, four-player oh, game. Yeah. I remember one time um, 
they so they had like you could do special guest referee. Okay. So like, you what know, does that mean? So special guest referee would be like um, you could take one of the wrestlers, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh-huh. and make him the referee for a match, <laughs> right? So he could just stun a bunch of people, That's and hilarious. then like, and you had control of like how fast the pin was. Oh, okay. Um, and so one time, I don't even remember who I was, but I was with two other friends, and I. Um, I was the special guest referee, and they were the APA, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of like the beer drinking tag teams, you know, bru- <laughs> bruisers, you know, yeah. gambling beer drinking bruisers, and um, they were the APA. And then they didn't even have their match; they just beat me up in the <laughs> match and then left the ring. And I was like, oh. "What? What is going on?" Uh, yeah, I only played that game once at a friend's house, and I remember it being super fun, and it's good to hear that it actually was a really good game. I remember it correctly. Though. Yeah, it's, awesome. I mean, the graphics were obviously really dated. They weren't, sure. they weren't even, like, that great, like, at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. But the gameplay was just, you know, it's, it's a little slowish, but it was so fun, and just, like, you had so many different kind of moves you could pull off. And like I said, they, they really, that was the first time where they had, like, so many different matches. Like, they added the ladder match, yeah. which was yeah. super fun. Um, it. I actually like. I'll still keep my sixty four out to play that game. Everyone, you wow. know, like not maybe not necessarily every year, but like everyone's still every once in a while. Still every once in a while. Still in the rotation every once in a while. Yeah, and you're not actually That's alone cool. in that opinion. I was watching a YouTube video the other day where they interviewed actual uh, WWF or you know the the wrestlers, you know, and all these really popular ones, and they're all like, there was actually a good majority of them that said either WrestleMania two thousand or. WWF No Mercy Heck yeah. hands down the best wrestling yeah. game ever <laughs> I, okay so for my choice I'm surprised no one said it I'm just gonna have to go Mario Kart 64 <laughs> I mean that's you know another staple that you know you mentioned with GoldenEye you know everyone Perfect had this dark, game yeah. everyone played yep. it um, you know at parties and the reason I really loved Mario Kart 64 is not only was it a game you know when I go over to friends houses we challenge each other because we all thought we were the best but um, I played it a ton with my, my family because I had two brothers close in age. My dad, he was still into Nintendo gaming. And so like we would quote all like the character lines. They're like, welcome to Mario Kart. And the Toad, like, wow, 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 wow. And, you know, all, all the crazy noises that those characters make. And uh, uh, we would do uh, team battles. So we would split into, you couldn't actually do teams in the game, but we would say, okay, you know, it's me and Scott versus Eric and dad. And so we'd make ourselves into like two imaginary teams. And so... There'd be moments where it'd be an intense battle, and like, oh, no, sorry, I just hit my teammate with a star, no! <laughs> and uh, they had the angry mini-bomb cart in the, uh, in the, in the uh, battle, in the battle Where you mode. could turn into a bomb, is that what yeah. you're Yeah, so about? after you lose yeah. three lives, you literally turn into a little <laughs> revenge bomb. You just like, oh, you took me out, son, I'm, I'm gunning for you now. <laughs> I'm going for you, yeah. Yeah, and so the battle mode, still, that was peak Mario Kart battle mode. It had block for the best, best multiplayer map of all time. So good. Uh, and so, yeah, just, just so, so many good memories um, playing that game. And even... Even doing the races and the Grand Prix and, you know, the four-player split screen all doing races. Like, we did that all the time, too. We would just hold tournaments, like, every every weekend. We would just go, all right, we're going to play ten matches, and we'd calculate the scores based on first, second, and third and stuff. And, and that was the one um, to introduce uh, power sliding. Yeah, the drifting stuff. with the R button. Yep. Well, yeah, and that one had so many different shortcuts that were really, like... You could use them, and if you timed it right, it would give you a really big advantage. Koopa Troopa but Beach. if you messed it up, you were kind of screwed <laughs> oh, yeah. for the rest oh, of the yeah, race. So it the had a really good yeah, to balance. go through the waterfall. Yeah, and had a really good the Rainbow Road. Whether you wanted to go for it or not. The ra- yeah, the this Rainbow Road run jump. That game had a lot of like glitchy shortcuts that were really fun to master. I remember the first time I went to my friend's house, and we were playing Warrior Stadium. I guess the Warrior Stadium, my favorite level. I'm like, okay, so I start going down the track, and he's like, "I'm on lap three. I'm like, 
we've been playing the race for 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> there's this way you can jump over like the side on the little bump right at the start, and you can finish Warrior's Statement in like 40 seconds oh, or geez. something. Yeah. And so just so many like fun little glitches and secrets and stuff. Um, that game's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so um, much fun with that. Matt B. in the comments said that his favorite game is probably Mario Party 3, mostly because of the items. He felt they were more fleshed out than number two. That's true. Mario Party 3 did flesh out a lot of things from 2. Um, the reason I love 2, and I think a lot of people do, is just because of those costumes. <laughs> you have the yeah, themes like, so great. you finished a board, like on the Western board, and whatever character won, it's like, oh, who is it? Luigi won. He's the sheriff. He's going <laughs> to shoot Bowser. He's holding up the bank. So it's like these cheesy themed plays. It was really funny. I love yeah. the pirate one. You but know? 3 was great, too, because I had dual minigames in a dual board where you could fight one-on-one. I think we played that a couple times. Yeah, I, get, I played yeah. two way more. That's why. I yeah, yeah. Two, but, but either yeah. one of those games, you know, yeah. they're both really solid. I think, it was, was it 4 that got rid of bumper balls? I think four. Yeah, I think three stops. had yeah, three still had. in it because it was so. And good. we all rioted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get rid of this. Once they it. did, I was and like, and then I'm ironically, out. like four was the last actually good Mario Party yeah. game. Really, <laughs> kind of went downhill and annualized from there. But yeah. um, so, what is an N64 game that you guys would love to see a modern remake of? We can kind of just open this up to, to <sighs> any games you can think. Nathan, it looks like you got something on your mind here. No, I'll go to Rob first. Okay. I'm still trying to decide. <laughs> Okay, so this one's kind of tough because there's several games that I'd love from the 64 that I would love to see remade, but the one that sticks out the most in my mind, Star Wars Episode One Racer. Oh, oh like, Pod that's Racer. A great choice. I want a Pod Racer that is that same quality of racing. The number of racers and courses and maps and everything. The difficulty, like that game's difficulty. Hard. Like I want that again. Yeah, and like you know, it, it would be this is a perfect opportunity. Um, Disney team up with Nintendo, put it out on the Switch. Mm-hmm. You have portable pod racing with your friends wherever you go. I mean, come on, <laughs> how perfect would that be? I would buy a Switch, hands down. <laughs> Launch, I'd be, I'd get it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the system there we go. for you. Yeah, I think they did make a sequel for PS2 and stuff. I think the first one distilled so many memories. That was right when Episode One yeah. came out and. Had all the those quirky alien cantina characters. So it's a good yeah, choice. That's a good one. Um, I feel like I'm kind of I'm missing so many other games, but I have to give a shout out to this because it's probably my most played 64 game of all time, and it is Pokemon the original Pokemon Stadium. Oh, if they did yes. a remake with like all crazy awesome graphics, no, I only want the original, the original 150. Okay, you could do two. You could put the the ones from gold silver, and silver, gold, gold okay. and silver in there as well. But just, like, crazy graphics, make it really fun, kind of put a cool story mode in there, um, and then allow you to, like, put your copy of the game in and play like you could with Red. Um, and originally, you could put, there was a little adapter you got for yeah. it. Yeah, put an adapter Red to play, like, X on your TV. Or like, that was so amazing yeah. to me. Um, and I have spent so many hours just planning and playing the <laughs> Battle Stadium multiplayer one-on-one with other people and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so I don't think that necessarily... When, that's never going to happen, mm-hmm. um, but because it's just never going to happen, I kind of really want it to happen. Well, the so. cool thing about that, too, is like it made having one-on-one Pokemon battles with your friends so accessible. Because, you know, original ones, you could do it, but you had to have the link cable. You both had to add your Game Boy, and the game had to be charged. It was very slow, sending the commands back and forth. And even, you know, nowadays, I, I did play a ton of Pokemon 
you know, multiplayer against my friends yeah. or anything nowadays. But mm. you're sitting there on the couch, you're picking your Pokemon, you're counter picking, and it was really fun. I know we, me and Nathan had a lot of great battles. It's one of the games that Nathan just always would destroy me at. Like, it's like the one game I can win at. Yeah, yeah it's, it's freaking Gengar would just like thunder zap me every time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's a really good choice. And there was something too about Stadium, like just being able to see your Pokemon in yeah, 3D, 3D and for the first time. Yeah, right. So exciting. Like, even though it's like the base game was like, well, it's only like a very small portion of mm. like red and blue, like everything that red and blue offers is an entire package. Um, yeah. But it was still just super awesome to throw them in the battle arena, you know. And that announcer, I mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> it felt so much more like you know, like what virtual uh, reality is trying to accomplish, make you feel like you're in the game, like you actually feel like a <laughs> yeah. Pokemon trainer, like you're throwing yeah. these and you're. Yeah. Fighting your friends, and, and that was yeah, at the height of awesome. you know po- Pokemon craze when it was first starting yeah, to really exactly. sweep the like, nation. Everyone and had Pokemon cards. And the anime was yeah, getting popular for like the first that. time, yeah. and that started. Yeah. So, yeah, that that'd be awesome. I think so many people would buy that just on nostalgia alone. If they made a remake of that, even if it was just like pretty much the same game, just with yeah. slightly better assets. Exactly. Um, so that's a good choice. Uh, what, what about you, Joe? Um, so, offhand. I think I'd go with well because they've already done like remakes of Majora's Mask and yeah most of Zelda Mario games have been covered yeah even I guess Mario sixty four like mm-hmm. I thought about that but you know like they even did the DS version yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. even even like uh, like Conquer got the remake in on oh, Xbox yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah so I guess I'm stealing a little bit of Nathan's thunder here but uh, Pokemon Snap would be the other one yeah which was just like that game was so fun uh i actually got to test the virtual console version of that oh, nice. oh, really? um, back when i was at nintendo and um that one brought a lot of good memories <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. um obviously like very kind of like basic game like it didn't even have all 151 mm-hmm. um but it was just super fun and like i would love a sequel uh, I don't really think they'll we'll ever get one but uh, if we were going to get one it would have been on the wii with the gamepad exactly. <laughs> yeah <happen>. oh yeah <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's so a good that, choice. That, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun because you could. It was different from Stadium, where you just battle Pokemon. This one, you like saw, you know, quote Basically, unquote Pokemon kind of, in the wild, yeah. and so was, they would interact, and you had to interact with the map to find. And like, friend would be like, "Dude, I just found Charizard in Pokemon." So I'm like, "What? How did you find him?" Right? Yeah, like, you got to knock the Charmeleon into the fire, and it comes out as a Charizard. So, right? Yeah, there's tons there of cool was, little secrets. In exactly. There. Like there were so many little things, plan. and you can never yeah. get them all the first time through. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah you had to... Super replayable. It was on yes. rail, rails, but there was really replayable because there's different secrets and things to find. And yeah. maybe looking to the right and you look at the left, and, oh, dude, there was a Magneton there for a second, you know? So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, for me, I, I, um, I'm going to say... I was going to say Star Fox 64, but I got that on the 3DS. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to say F-Zero, but Rob said, you know, uh, Pod Racer, and so, you know, I'll do something different here. Um, so I'm going to go... In, in the heavily remake category, I'm going Donkey Kong 64. That was a very good. Yeah. And I and I don't want like the Crash Bandicoot one where they literally remake it with all of its flaws and everything still intact. Because even though I had a great time with that game and I spent hours and hours playing it, like all the backtracking and the collectibles in the game was like way too much. And so like if they remade that game and just did one simple change and made every single. Uh, not every single, but a majority of the collectibles, like the bananas and the coins and stuff, able to be able to collect it by any Kong, I would totally, like, oh, I would love that, because you'd be going in the game, you know, you get, like, 
oh sweet, I'm Diddy Kong, I'm collecting the red bananas, and then you'd collect five, and it's like, oh, now they're all purple. You have to go back to the barrel and switch to <laughs> switch to tiny. And like, oh, okay, and it does, you had to do a lot of that. Um, so if they added that, so you can get any type of collectible with any character, and then give you, or even just give you a hot swap, so you could just instantly pause it and switch to a new character, so you didn't have to do the backtracking. Um, I would love, love oh, to see that, that be game. Perfect. And we haven't really seen a 3D Donkey Kong the game only since. Kind of 3D take on Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's ever. been the only 3D platform, and it was really solid. I remember, like, when I got it, it's like, you have to enter the expansion pack into your system. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm literally, like, upgrading my 64 with the power <laughs> of technology. Yeah. So it was, like, kind of this cool, you know, thing. You know, you were upgrading your system. It came with a free expansion pack. And, you know, if you compare that game to some of the early 64 platformers, it definitely looks a lot better. There's a lot more textures, and mm-hmm. the bosses were huge and really, really cool looking. So... Um, so I love unique. that. I Everything love that game. Took so much. It was so unique because, like, it, while the switching of characters was kind of frustrating at times, the switching of characters made the boss fights so much more interesting because you had to fight each of them a different yeah. way and each boss so fight had tactics. Its, you had to do it with a certain character, so they were geared around it. And the best part was, you know, spoilers if you haven't been Donkey Kong sixty four, <laughs> but the very last boss fight it took forever to get to. But it was so epic. Me and my brothers, we all huddled around the TV the first time. We were so stoked for this boss fight. And it was literally a boxing match against King K. Rule. And it's so cool because you fight him as each Kong. So I don't remember the sequence, but you know, as Tiny Kong, you literally have to shrink down, go through a hole in his shoe, and you have to attack his toes. Like you, you're dodging the toes and shooting them, and they turn all red and swollen. And then you turn into Chunky Kong, you turn huge, and you like give him a big uppercut. Turn into Diddy Kong, you use the backpack, and you have to shoot the little lights that fall down on his yeah. head. So, like, yep. super, super cool mechanics. Like, I wish all the boss fights, boss fights in the game were like that. It was really, really cool. One of my favorite final boss fights in the yeah, game. Yeah, that last boss fight was pretty epic. Yeah, it was so I wish cool. more games would learn from that. Like, take that sequence of, like, using different character abilities and stuff for mm-hmm. boss fights rather than the... Like, almost a Legend of Zelda-type boss fight where it's like, and now they're in their final form. Psych, now this is their final form. Oh, wait. <laughs> or, like, the Final Fantasy where they have, like, 12 forms that you have to beat before you actually beat it. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, let's make them interesting. Like, change the character abilities and you have to do something different. Like, shoot the lights, and then this time you're punching toes. Yeah, like, it didn't hold your hand all, too. You had to figure all that out. Like, I remember just running around as Tiny Kong getting stepped on. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck am I supposed to do? I'm a pipsqueak. And, wait, can I go in the hole in his shoe? Oh, I can't. That's why Majora's Mask is one of the best Zelda games of all time. Why? You can transform into the four different oh, yeah, transformations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was on the fly yeah. for the most part. Yeah, too. exactly. And it it um, especially the last temple, it had some really cool puzzles where you had to use different forms of yourself. And the last boss fight mm-hmm. did you're, similar. You're just trying to get me to go back and finish Majora's Mask. Right? Mm-hmm. Plug it. You go back. Plug it in. Great game. You've got to finish it. Uh, no, I, I did. I did like the transformations and the character in that game. Uh, that was pretty. Um, anyways, that, I think that about wraps up our show here for the week. Um, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. Uh, do you just want to give a quick plug again? Where can we find you on Twitter and uh, the website? Yeah, so you can follow uh, me personally at jome20, J-O-M-E 20. Uh, also writing for Game Skewer, S-K-E-W-E-R. Uh, so yeah, check those out. Support us. That'd be awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore Games. We're gonna leave you here with the SteamWorld do <laughs> stew. <laughs> so much stew in that game. No, uh, the SteamWorld Dig Two soundtrack. This is the El Machino theme, kind of your main hub world. So enjoy the tunes, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.
case this week. Stay real big too and download it so it's only for me next week. Said here, I said, Sad Jaeger, hope it isn't too lonely. And they says, I ain't camping alone. <laughs> Back to the campfire and oak barrel whiskey. He's like our one that can't really start season live. He always does. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you play that game? I didn't play it till college. I went to a used game store down in Oregon and they had it for like four bucks. Yeah. I'm like, this game's good, like, I'll pick it up. Like, this game's awesome, I had no idea this game existed. Yeah, it was such a crazy game. Like, yeah, it was like, like, it's like, like there's so many different like pets. Right. Like, you get like, different like fries, down the track. I would have loved that game if it came to play them out. But like, I totally see. Twitter. Go to the, the blog and the, the Twitter. The 